I'll be the roundabout. The words will make you out and out. You spent the day your way. Call it morning, driving through the sound and in and out the valley. Going on and out. You're going on the drought. I don't know the lyrics. Why would you start the podcast singing something I don't know? I'd rather have a hard on and a hard heart. Put your pussy on the chain, wax salad cart. While I ignore the world's problems like an oligarch. Free love in this bitch like it's behind bars. Shake, 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 shake. Just because it just describes how I feel. Can I give a fuck? Who's that by? That's the roundabout by the S. It's for players only, but yeah. You know, the Players Association told me not to, but you know, it's to be sold, not told. Each one, teach one, reach one. You know what I'm talking about? Um, so, hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Hood Ratchet Head Right. We're just going to get hi. right into this moment. We got to say hi. Hi. Because it's been Hello. a while. Be like, if white y'all... people don't speak. Just walk right past y'all. <laughs> You're like, hi, welcome to the podcast. Just walk right into the podcast. How you doing? I'm fine. <laughs> or they do that little um, smile where it's no no teeth. It's just like, y'all can't see me. But y'all know that smile white people do where they lips kind of go up a little bit. And it's like the, just like a very quick smile, like a fake smile. I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. So it's Very great. short, like a staccato smile if you can smile. Staccato. If you can smile fakely, just imagine out there, do like a fake smile. Do your fake smile. That's what white people normally do. That's probably where we got it from. But, you know, black people speak, so we ain't going to be like that. You right, Erica. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Hi. How y'all doing? So, for the folks who've been listening to us, we've been away for a minute. Yeah. We've been away for, I can't remember the last time. Was it top of February? Ooh, yeah. January? No, February. We did an episode in February. Yes. You know, it's Black History Month. We had to. We had to. So and if we didn't, we didn't have to. Here we are Black at History the Month. tail end of March. We still got you in March, but we are at the last two hours, very Ebony style. Um, well, today that y'all finna listen to this, who knows what day it is that y'all listen yeah, to Yeah, that's this. true. But the release date is <laughs> April 1st. So, yes. You know. April Fools. Yes. And I feel like the world and life has been like, April Fools. It's like you yeah. can't make this stuff up. We live in perpetual um, theater of the absurd hilarity mm-hmm. things that are not normal, super normalized, and just everybody's like, it's just red, it's just blue, it's just conservative, mm-hmm. and it's never racism at a critical point until people die. So that's just the world we live in. We live in an April Fools kind. Of, we live in Halloween. We live in Halloween. Mm-hmm. And if you're new here, my name Halloween is Erica is Hart. My name is Erica Hart. My pronouns are she, they, and I am a sexuality educator, breast cancer survivor, popcorn connoisseur, plant mom, and Ebony's partner. And if y'all just joining us, hi, thank you. I actually do speak. I'm a black person. It's like, I'm speaking to everything moving. You know, I'm speaking to everything but the kitchen sink. And sometimes (laughs) I speak to that. Um, But my name is Ebony Donnelly, pronouns he, him. Um, I'm from Deep East Oakland. If you don't know, you can't go. And if you do know, then you know. You understand? Like the, what's the, what's known don't need to be understood. You know, <laughs> what did people say? What's understood don't need to be explained. What people? Ebony? I don't know. What I people? saw it on Instagram someday. Oh, I don't have you need Instagram, to start but, making memes. But I saw some stuff. But anyway, um, America's partner. We've also been on tour. We've been on a national speaking tour. 
Um, Erica is pretty high in demand. Um, it's also a sad thing to be high in demand around True. racial and social justice. True. It's not fun. I would like work. to be out of work, knock on wood. I would like to just live, you know, off of, you know, the money that's owed to me mm-hmm. rather than having to work really hard to explain to folks that money is owed to us because mm-hmm. of the history that they've so um, effortlessly erased yes. in, at in, institutional spaces mm-hmm. like colleges and universities where I've been speaking for the past two years but over the past month and a half we've been kind of going non-stop hence yes. why we're here so late probably been on baby nine or ten airplanes probably yeah into in a two-week span two-week span that doesn't count that, all the airplanes we, this year yes so but lots yeah. of airplanes and lots of flying but we are hella happy thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Hood Rat to Head Rap. And we hope you'll stick around wherever y'all be at when y'all listening to this. And we hope y'all got y'all families and everything gathered around the computer or your device, like fireside chats. And like when the radio was first invented, like Orson Welles. And y'all just be listening to this with y'all families. Um, <laughs> and popcorn, because and that's po- what people do now. That because, they don't have, because they don't have like laptops and Instagram and social media and all these things. They just, you know, sit around and listen with sit sit around and listen to the radio. That's what they do, babe. Yeah. Okay. I was well shit. Well, whatever the case may be, this is a family podcast. I did it's say not, I'm we gonna curse. stop. We curse. I, right. I do want to give a couple disclaimers. We do curse. And I also wanna um shout out uh somebody named Meg Coom. They help transcribe some of these episodes. Some of them episodes. So folks um, have been messaging me yes. about it. So definitely hit us up if there's a particular one you want to read mm-hmm. I can send it to you they all have not been transcribed so if you are a transcriptionist a tr- transcriber let us know because we would love your help we would love for this you know podcast to be accessible yes for everyone absolutely so that that's definitely something really important to know um but yeah we we gonna i guess we could start off with something frivolous we can talk what? about praise praise yeah because you know shit just be real in the field um also i just want to give a shout out to our sponsors our sponsor being you know you the people yeah so people powered people sponsored podcast we are not owned by any large company we're not a subsidiary any company any corporation and we are a completely independent podcast as you can imagine being two black people who do our best efforts to not pander to whiteness. We don't often get a lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of invitations to be a part of like larger, um, podcasting platforms. Cause we just say things that, um, would have the corporation in oftentimes. So we are independent right now. Yeah. Yep. That's us. Yes. Um, but we can talk, speaking of us, we just going to talk about the movie us just to start off. Speaking of us. something light. See how I did that there? Some like so we it was my grand old idea that Ebony and I take a date night. So Eb, we travel together. So sometimes folks are like, Do you ever go by yourself? And I do sometimes, but a lot of the places that we go to are everywhere is covertly and overtly racist, but some of the places are just covertly racist. So I have to have You being like blatantly. Yes, overt, 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 uh, overtly. Yes, so mm-hmm. overtly racist. So I have to. It's important for me to have somebody with me. Also, as a femme person, a femme queer person, it's important for me to not travel by myself to mm-hmm. places like Montana. No shade, no tea. Um, but it makes me nervous. I'm also a, a slightly afraid of the dark, so I sleep a yeah, little bit better when everybody <laughs> is there. Not in the house, though. You be cool in the house. No, you when like I'm here for- by myself, I I sleep with the lights on. When you uh, travel, I'm not that's that why cool. This bill be sky oh, high. good night. 
always wanted to tell somebody to build a sky high because I finally paid a light bill. Oh my god! I can celebrate that <laughs> I pay a bill. I'll so pay a we so, <laughs> good night, Ebony. So we went to uh, we had a date night in Arizona and we went to go see us and it was the day it was opening night. Yeah, and it was great that we saw it in Arizona just because there was really nobody in the movie theater. I think there was probably enough people that I could count, mm-hmm. maybe twenty five people, maybe a little bit more than that. Yeah, but it was like a size of a classroom so it was great not to necessarily see it in brooklyn which is where we're located sometimes people think that we're in oakland sometimes people think we're in la I didn't know people thought that. sometimes people have no idea where we are we live in brooklyn mm-hmm. and you know in brooklyn i know that the movie theaters were packed so we're sitting there and because jordan peele did such an epic job with a film like get out that's what i was expecting mm-hmm. i was expecting get out like levels of brilliance yeah even though Jordan Peele said this is not a race movie. This is not a movie black about movie. race. He, he, he said, said black movie? Yeah, he said this is not a black movie. I don't yeah, know if he I don't even said, know if I should have seen it after him saying that. I thought he said it's not a movie about race. Because uh, what does no. not a black movie mean? He meant that the movie, I guess, is for everybody or... That's the problem. And I think... <laughs> That's the big thing about us. I don't know if y'all liked it, y'all love whatever the case may be. I mean, I'm a huge horror movie fan. I like movies. I'm a film person. I do actually. I work in film and television, film and sound television, or film and TV sound. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm a sound, a location sound recordist, um, and a lo- or a location sound mixer is another word for it. A music supervisor, um, and I do a little bit of um, like composition work so composing that's something I really want to do so I've been working in the film industry for hella long and all that shit like I I, I like the shit um, and I get all wonky and nerdy about it and all the leaders and stuff like that so when we went to go see it I'm already passing hella judgments cause it's not starting off as fast as I like or it ain't like boom like I, I get it's like I'm starting to figure out the premise of the movie very quickly so right. I came in the movie with that thought of like he did say this is not a black movie so erica was like well if it's not a black movie why is i i got five on it playing hell loud like mm-hmm. why is why that? is it an all black cast you know that's the main focus of the film right because he's saying it shouldn't black people should just be centered black actors black people should, in our black narrative should just be in movies regardless like it should not but you stripped it you stripped it of our black narratives well, that's the thing is that the movie, I think, I think the problem with us is that one, it was, it was, he spent most of the movie trying to sell us on some palatable version of a, of a black family that's yes. just fully regular and fully assimilated. And I think that's just, I felt that was being too oversold. That never, a black family that's about to go hang out with some white people that never on the car ride there mm-hmm. talks about they're about to go hang out with white people or that they're, if they're about to be weird or they're, they're, I hope they don't say no microaggression or I hope that they're cool with the yeah. kids or yeah. actually their child be acting kind of funny to my daughter so I hope they don't try it. Hey daughter, let me know if you need anything. No conversations like that as if racism doesn't exist. From a producer, writer, and director who's married to a white woman. Right. So, <laughs> it was impossible for it to not be a black film. Try as he might. Yeah. And I think it's, it's just, it just really felt like... So, another thing, I guess, because we be... I don't know why we be listening to these people reviews before we see the movie. I guess you told me that Lupita said that 
It's about how he also said something similar to this that Jordan Peele said. It's about our demons and how everybody we're all like we have a penchant for violence. There's like, a monster inside it's of us. A monster You're about to make it way more intelligent than it actually is. Because even the the child, the girl in the film, yeah, the daughter, uh-huh. she was like, I was scared to ask, but then I figured it out that the film means that we all have a monster inside of us. Yes. Yeah. So that us, the United States, <laughs> I mean, but everybody was going in like they had their theories and just been expanding to the. I mean, I just feel like every. I feel like the Twitter co-wrote the movie. Like they should. Yeah. Maybe they should have did a Jordan Peele should did a focus group and had some of these people in here because they were going they in. They were with going some of the in. theories. Like I don't want to spoil the movie for none of y'all that ain't seen it. Oh, it's too late at this point, y'all. If you have not, if you have just not seen it. You, it's too. We didn't even give a disclaimer. It's too late. It's too. But we late. ain't spoiled none of the movie. We didn't spoil though. it. But that's why I'm saying I ain't gonna do that to y'all. I ain't gonna. But hold what was your thoughts then? But my thoughts that the movie it, just or wasn't at good. this moment right now. If you haven't seen the movie, we might spoil it here from here forward. So just it might be spoiled, but probably not. Because I'm I, just not gonna hold back on not saying stuff about it. That's all I'm saying. The, so the problem with us is that yeah. it is a racial reconciliation film. Yes, it's in a la Black Klansman and a la Green Book. Now, if you think about Black Klansman, if you know anything about Spike Lee he's been a a, a a director a very highly acclaimed director who makes very solidly black films dealing in black narratives and using blackness as like a driving force and talking about things that black people face in the world been doing that for over 20 something 30 years or so yep. has not won an Oscar has not been recognized really much by a white canonized film industry Ends up winning an Oscar, the first one ever in lot in his life, in his long illustrious, um, super successful career, um, for a movie that talks about a black person infiltrating a Ku Klux Klan, but that isn't historically correct. That does mm-hmm. not actually depict that black person's life or their role correctly. Yeah, um, it was based on a like a black people. All we need to do is get together with white people and understand the Ku Klux Klan and we gonna all be good and we are all together. Yeah. That's what people like to see. Green Book, again, the family of Dr. Don Shirley, who the books, who the movie is centered on. They don't talk anything about that. They don't even talk about the Green Book, which was a traveler's guide um, that helped black people travel safely. Um, We damn near might still need that. That's what I think from a little side note about what you said about safety and traveling. Niggas still, I need to know. Because it don't be safe. It don't no. never be safe in a lot of places we go. Um, so it's a racial reconciliation film. And it is about like, we need to all, the United States has a penchant for violence. And the violence that uh, maybe a white supremacist group or somebody else does, is, or the violence that we're inundated with on TV, we can easily become desensitized to it and do it ourselves. And I figured it out. And then it has some like biblical stuff of like, Jeremy eleven eleven. Yeah, Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Jeremy. Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> Guess who's the Christian here? <laughs> yeah, it's like Jeremy. Jeremy. It's like Jeremy eleven eleven. It's like really like a more inclusive Bible. Uh, <laughs> um, but basically, you know what I mean. Like, and then people was like, "Well, it's about capitalism, and it's about Marxism, and it's about Freud, and it's about Jesus, and it's about you know." I want to see all that shit reflected in the filmic elements. Yeah. I want that to actually be there. I don't want the whole movie to end and then we're left to speculate on things that weren't there and we create all these theories around things that we really couldn't see. I also think the movie was for white people. 
Um, because yes. a lot of the, the film critics, a lot of major film critics are white. So what white people say about movies determine whether or not the movie does well or is commercially viable and makes money. Um, so a lot of white people, oh, this is just so great and I just love it. But why wouldn't you love something that's saying nothing? Nothing. Like they it had- doesn't contest with your violence that you have placed on or benefited from in this country, other countries for centuries. No. So of course you liked it. It, it also, my thing about us is that the acting just wasn't there. Nah. Lupita carried that entire movie. And that's from her, you know, you can see, it's so visible her skill mm-hmm. level and how hard she worked on that. Mm-hmm. Not to say that the other actors weren't good, but I felt like their, um, their characters weren't developed. Like I had no, even Lupita's character wasn't developed. I had no no storyline background about Lupita enough to care about them dying or not. Like when they started killing each other and the, you know, the dad was trying to get away on the boat and he was about to win. And I was was like, whatever, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really care. So I think that that was missing for me because even in get out, I, I was invested in all of those characters. Mm-hmm. There was at least a little bit of background story that was like, oh, that person's interesting or that's weird. And the white family and us, I was like, who are these people? Like yeah. th- their relationship is even weird with them. It doesn't yeah. really make any sense. So, well, I think that could be the point. It's like to depict sort of those awkward, weird um, peripheral sort of superficial relationships that black people can't have to white people. But then what happens is, is that you fuck up by saying that it's not a film that about race not. or that it's not. Even like having, if y'all peep, if any of y'all seen the movie and y'all look at some of the set design and you'll see like, I don't know if y'all grannies or y'all aunties had those gold grandfather clocks. They they sit on a the table. They look very nice. They're kind of like a, a art shape. You'll see that. You'll see Alvin Ailey posters. Like you, you can clearly see that the summer home that the movie start off in is like, has those same kind of like, Things that you would see in a black home, like mm-hmm. those very symbolic things that you would see in somebody's home, uh, a black person's home. You know, why have that? But then say the movie is not and a Howard again? sweatshirt, and, right? So I it guess- does, and you can't have you just like I said this before. You cannot have black culture without talking about black people. Like, and the reasons why we have a black culture to begin with. Right. Why that was carved out of nothing. Yeah. Like, literally thin air. We carved these things. We created these mm. allegiances, allegiances to institutions like Howard. Yeah. Even though we don't know that, or at least a lot of people don't know that Howard is named after a white person. Mm-hmm. But, like, we don't... We There's a lot of culture. When you think about Howard, you think about, I don't know, homecoming. You think about D.C. You think about mm-hmm. the history of D.C. You think mm-hmm. about um, black frats, black sorority, Greek life. You think about all of these cultural aspects. Mm-hmm. And you can't say, you can't put somebody, the, the set design, the, the costume design yeah. cannot be race-based but you saying the film isn't about race. It just doesn't make any sense. I get, I get what you're doing as far as like a very like elementary conversations about race that are like colorblind. Oh, I don't see they're black, but I don't see color. They're just in the film and they should just exist in the film despite a lot of uh, our culture that, that we've created. I mean, you got, the the white family turning on turning on um fuck the police that's yeah. black culture you can't 
it's not separate. It's not separate. So it's weird yeah. to try to separate it. Just include it. Like it doesn't. I, I it doesn't that, have to be a bad thing or a. Ne- and I think that's my pause with Jordan Peele. Even with Get Out, like my pause is that you seem to be um, clearly invested in a ex- talking about blackness, but talking about it in a way that is like you said. That's just that's colorblind, but for a certain reason. And I think that's just you want appeal you want mm-hmm. mass appeal you yeah. don't want to be spike lee yeah you don't want to have a 20-year career and not have white people center in your movie spike lee didn't really center white spike lee could talk about race in films but did not really center white people so that's why black Clansman was so shocking to me um especially for it to be a historical and for it to center white people um but yeah us just it really faltered he just it just didn't do nothing for me. It's like the writing was good, the ideas was good, it's super ambitious, and it just didn't. The film did not reflect the ambition of the writing and of the the grand ideas that um, Jordan Peele came up with. Like you don't see any of that in the movie, right? Um, and it's being held as like some genius work of suspense and thriller. But if you think about suspenses and you know thriller, I don't, I don't know. Like what's the suspense that people like? Silence of so the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, like where you really like, you know, damn, this shit kind of, I don't know what the fuck gonna happen next or yeah, like, you know, it's just, it just wasn't giving what I needed to give. And he did mention that the main character is supposed to be like him, like the dude, the Lupita's husband, Winston yeah. Duke, the actor is supposed to be like a nerd like him. Right. So it was I also feel like, I also feel like whiteness, there is no cult, there is no white culture. No. Like, there's violence, there's colonization, mm-hmm. those things are white. There's nothing, it's bland. Mm-hmm. So to say black people should exist in movies in the same ways strips us of who we are and mm-hmm. tries to say that we also are bland mm-hmm. and we have no culture, we're just people. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, and we, out of out of nowhere, we just have a penchant for violence because we're all the same and everybody, yeah. it's like, it's just you, really you're not, not based You're not though. making no sense. Yeah. Like, you really have to deal with you have to deal with that anti-black racism exists mm-hmm. and there's a reason why it exists mm-hmm. and it comes from a particular demographic mm-hmm. of people who perpetuate it yep. and who created even the dialogue around it, even the idea that it mm-hmm. would be present. It, it, that that gets funneled down to even the movies being whack, but we still consider them wonderful. Right. You know what I mean? We still consider them great, even mm-hmm. though it's just a quote-unquote basic white family but that's how we relate to whiteness yeah like it's supposed to be basic it's we normal. don't relate to blackness in those ways so why not have some sort of discourse about that yeah why try to strip folks of their culture and identity to 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 position them similar to white people i don't want to be similar to white people i want to yeah. be black yeah and I, I think that's Jordan Peele is like, oh, once we become almost like white feminism, once we become a man, then that makes us powerful. Yes. Once we become like white people, that makes us powerful. Nah. Yes. Lean into power. Like yeah. All of those, like, no, we're all the same. We're all human uh-huh. kind of shit. Nah. Yeah. And if the yeah. film wasn't, if it didn't have a social, a social political bent like it does, then I'd be like, okay, be fictional. Do your thing. I don't give a fuck. Let the just let the movie be good, like mm-hmm. the actual film. Let me get be titillated or something. Right. But because it has this weird sociological bent, you, and for you to then kind of want it to be devoid of blackness, it just probably won't work right. in the ways that I think he thought it would work. But there's a condition in the world that would have people like a movie like this, and that's just 
that's just what it is. But not like, like you said, why don't people laud Love and Basketball as like a genius film? Like, why don't people think about Crooklyn as a genius film or think about um, Coming to America or any of the black, even black exploitation films? Like, there's a film called Blackula. That is a, a, one of the first black horror movies like black people have made horror movies Mm -hmm. black people have made suspense and thrillers that this is not new jordan peele is not a new example of of um genius filmmaking you think about marlon riggs um i even think about fatima jamal they have a a film no fats no films like i think about all these people who are making tight films especially black people and i'm like yeah some people like this for a reason, and I'm just uh, interested. In, center on white people is big business. Yes. Um, even inside of racial and social justice conversations, like you said, like you you have to think like a white person. A white person, like even you, I don't know if you want to talk about that tweet real quick. Oh, there was a, um, a hashtag that went viral, my white privilege. And I, a, a black person just asked white people, you know, what is something that you have gotten away with that, you know, black and brown people could not. And then at the bottom of that tweet wrote my hashtag, my white privilege. So white people started writing all of their, you know, what they've gotten away with. And Mm -hmm. I just tweeted like my white privilege needs a trigger warning because as I was going along and reading it, I was getting triggered considering Mm -hmm. I live in a world where I am inundated with, white people getting away with shit um, and black people having to suffer for, for whatever they do, even if it's just leaving their house. Mm -hmm. So I was like, it needs a trigger warning and it's not white privilege. It's actually white power Mm -hmm. um, because white people are writing all of these things they've done with law enforcement, spitting in law enforcement's face and stealing stuff from stores and doing all these things and getting in accidents. And then the black person in the car gets blamed for the accident, even though they weren't driving all this stuff that people get, you know, people can write stuff on the internet and then get in trouble for it later. But mm-hmm. white people are writing this stuff really plainly for everybody to see mm-hmm. under a viral hashtag and they still aren't going to get in trouble for it. There's not going to be any repercussions for it. So I was like, this is not privilege is power. And people started writing like, well, privilege is power. Nah, y'all Especially don't relate. <laughs> y'all don't relate to it. Like privilege is power. You mm. relate to it. Like privilege is privilege mm. and you don't know what to do with it. Privilege has just become a conversation about white privilege has, Oh, acknowledge your privilege. Mm-hmm. talk about your privilege I know because I've also said things like that mm-hmm. acknowledge your privilege talk about your privilege check your privilege but what is now the step like when are you yeah. going to do something about it checking it is just right uh, and checking it is it almost is like uh, I need to check the oven to make sure stuff is not burning like what is now the what is now the action that mm-hmm. you are gonna have it's mm-hmm. it's it's kind of it's played out is what I'm saying. And I don't think that people get the brevity of privilege um, because they don't relate to it like that. They relate to it like it's a thing to say on Instagram. It's a thing to say in an office meeting when people bring up anti-black racism. It's a thing to talk about when, you know, you're at the dinner table with your black friend and you want to interject, oh, I know I have white privilege as if that's supposed to now make you a person that's safe to talk to. Like, mm-hmm. n- no, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter that you know that you have those things. I want to know what you are doing about yeah. it. And it's not posting 
anything about it on the internet. Yeah. It's just not. Because white people are the only people that need to convince themselves that they have privilege. Yeah. And white folks don't listen anyway. No, they People don't. are on there, were on my thread saying like, oh yeah, let me get rid of my like uh, bathroom privilege or something, like being ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm like, y'all, you're talking about this stuff. You're telling me that awareness is what's the most important thing and white folks aren't even listening and to you. And you're still being violent. You're still being violent. Mm-hmm. And awareness isn't the most important thing. I no. could be aware, I said something like, I could be aware that I steal your car, mm-hmm. right? And I'll just tell people, I'm aware I stole the car. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of it. If I don't give you the car back or if I don't pay for a new car or if I don't pay for the mental health things that you need so you can take care of yourself, yeah. it makes no difference that I'm aware that I stole your car. Yeah. And white <laughs> people are actually telling on themselves of all the things mm-hmm. like that, how that means that y'all are going to jail. They're not going yes. to jail. No, they're they not going to jail. They don't go to jail, but black people could go to jail for much less than they do. Yes. They go to jail for doing nothing. Yes. So I, I want people to get the disparity. And I think you made a super ass important point. Uh, the, the true gaggery is, is that, well, the same people, the, the white supremacists and the white nationalists, you know, they use slogans like white power. Yes. So why isn't white power? They don't. That's why a, they don't want to do it. A term that's normalized, mm-hmm. especially in DNI, diversity and inclusion, and <laughs> racial and social. Why isn't white power? If, if privilege is power, and white people now have somehow entered into understanding that privilege is power, when y'all say white privilege, y'all are saying white power. Yeah. Y'all saying the same. Y'all doing the same sloganeering as a neo-Nazi is. Yeah. Y'all, it's the same thing. They're just. Y'all just conferring the benefits of it, and they just said, I'm happy and proud to have these benefits. And I want to continue to And have I want to continue. And I'll do and anything so to have it. Yes. I'll do anything. I'll kill people yes. to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that's this, this the main bulk of this episode is that I've been hearing a lot about, especially as this 2020 election and all of that is is beginning to come up. There's a there's a conversation in this country of red and blue and mm-hmm. and um bipartisan bar, bipartisan um politics or, or partisan politics so we live in a two-party system so democrats and republicans and people are saying things like i'm leftist or i'm i'm, I'm a i'm a right-wing person or i'm a conservative person and i'm really confused it's not that i'm confused but that's i'm just irritated yep. um that that is a conversation that people have and then they can also still say things like, "Hold on, twelve. Okay, <laughs> we call them the rollers or the five zero or all that." Black people have a lot of languages to talk about coded languages. Talk about the police. I was gonna um, do a poll on coded language. Don't do no poll. That's the thing. I'm tired of us doing these, uh, letting white people know all the shit that we say and do, but they're going to say and do it anyway. Oh, no, no, no. A poll on coded language about race. Oh, cool. Yes. Cool. Yeah. But I've melted you, man. I'm a little, we give away our trade sequence and think that it's black Twitter. There's no such thing as black Twitter, but we're not going to get into that conversation. <laughs> There's no such thing as that. Um, but yeah, this red and blue and all this shit, like you can say I'm a democratic socialist, but then go on, you know, a panel and when asked about reparation for black people, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez did, you can say, what is black? <laughs> that is your answer to the question. Yeah. is another question, which is, what is black? But then you just indicted NBC for not having any correspondence on the election or the primary. Not for just. Not ha- that was a while ago. Oh, whatever yeah. however mm-hmm. long it was you knew yeah. what black was then right when you didn't see him right and, and somebody <laughs> asked you if you had black staff and you say yes 
How do you know you have black staff if you don't know what black is? So that's my thing. It's like a democratic socialist. People think socialism means something like it's good or it's alternative to democracy. First of all, mm-hmm. democratic and socialism. They think Democrat is alternative. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I guess that's just my, that's just where I'm at. It's like, what, what are your, th- I'm interested. I'm just interested in like all the words that we come up to describe racism we we have all these words to not just describe racism but to describe white privilege and to just and to describe proximity to whiteness if i'm a democrat that just means that i'm a liberal white person if i'm uh if i work a a blue collar job that just means i'm a a white person with a job like i've i've kind of said this before on stories but i'm just interested i feel like this is a The, the binaries this is a regional conversation and it's also a nationwide mm-hmm. conversation and in the way so when I used to teach sex ed to high school students high school students will always say to me you know I don't want to be labeled as anything mm-hmm. like I don't if you know we're talking about identity we yeah. talk about that a lot in sex mm-hmm. ed I don't want to identify as lesbian or gay or queer or trans like I'm just me mm-hmm. and all the time I'd be like yeah like I get that and, you know, maybe you want to identify as something to affirm you eventually. Maybe mm-hmm. that's something you want to do. It, just thinking that that might make a difference. But I feel like we need to actually listen to young people in this moment where a lot of this identifying, keep not that identifying as something is a problem, mm-hmm. but a lot of it in terms of politics keeps us from the a lot of this kind of identifying or a way to kind of say this is your political leaning without saying anything is dangerous (laughs) because i you know we were sitting and i'll tell the story i told i think i've talked about it on facebook we were sitting next to two people at a coffee shop in uh, manhattan and they were talking very loudly. So it was almost, we were sitting next to them, but it was almost like they were talking to the entire ca- a cafe. Like a panel. Yes. <laughs> and they're going back and forth. And the one person is describing living in Toronto and says that the immigrants of Toronto are different because they didn't come from slavery. Which is not true. Which is ridiculous because if you know any of the history of the transatlantic slave trade, it didn't just come to the United States, but it went to the Caribbean and Brazil. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, I just don't understand how you think black people got to the Caribbean, but okay. So she's saying that the, they're immigrants from the Caribbean. So they're different than black, as they say, very whisper black. Um, even though we can still hear their loud whisper, Mm -hmm different than black people because they're sitting next to black people. So I can't say it that loud because they know that we will pop off on them and they're different from black people. So, but I'm not necessarily afraid to walk through the parks of the immigrant communities in Toronto, but you know, and does this shrug that would affirm. She's like, I don't. No, no, no. She said, she said, I don't think that there's, I'm going to get robbed or shot walking through the parks of immigrant communities, but you know, shrug. And then goes on to talk about their family being Democrats and their family as a lawyer. And this cousin has done this and their dad is conservative leaning. It's like all of these words mm-hmm. that don't matter because what's coming out of your mouth is racist Yes, because you go on to talk about this person goes on to talk about Alana Omar and how much she dislikes her. 
and how Somalia people have said some, because people believe this is what she said. People believe that you can't be a, um, anti-Semitic refugee from Somalia. And then she says like Somalia isn't a country that doesn't have anti-Semitic views. So you've just talked about being a coming from a democratic family you talked about how you 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 said the words anti-blackness at some point in the conversation. Mm-hmm. You said the words white supremacy at some point in the conversation. It's a weaponized. Too. Weaponized. All these words. But then what you're actually saying, what's between the lines, as people say, is racism. Mm-hmm. So it don't it doesn't matter that you have this academic view of who you are when who you really are is a bigot. Yeah. So I'm like, listen to the high school kids. Like, let me just explain to you for their, for this example, who I love. Let me just explain to you what my political leanings are, Mm -hmm. where I stand, who I stand with, what that looks like, Mm -hmm. rather than saying I'm a Democrat or Mm -hmm. I'm liberal, because I don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. I met so many white people who were Democratic liberals Mm -hmm. and who were transphobic. Mm -hmm. I met black people who were democratic and were homophobic. Mm -hmm. So where, when exactly, what, how how does the homophobia fit inside of democracy? Yeah. Where, where does that fit? Right. Tell me where. And also how does democracy pretend to liberal when democracy is founded, especially in the United States on violence? Mm -hmm. So where did that come from? And why is it that I'm relating to that word? similar to white privilege yeah. as if now you know who you are right. or now you have some understanding about racism or that's supposed to make me now safe right? or that's supposed to mean something about you. You might as well just say that, say less. Yes. Say- but it's also a, a step further for me as a black person in 2019 and I'm at a cafe and I'm listening to people say, oh, you know, Somalia is a is an anti-Semitic country or, you know, oh, I, I would never walk through an immigrant community in Toronto. I'm listening to them say that and I'm, I'm listening to them say, you were weaponized, blah, 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 anti-black. I'm listening to them say all this and I, as a, a black masculine person, I can't just be like, shut up. Yeah. I can't just be like, I want y'all to shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> because you're being hella violent right now. And I ought to have somebody slap you. No, we I can't say that. Right. My positionality does not permit me to be like, I don't give a fuck. But beyond positionality, we have it like you can have those views. We have it like you can talk about Ilan Omar being anti-Semitic and that won't lead to some violence against black Muslim people or against Muslim people. It has. Or that won't, that won't put more fire in the fucking whatever in the pit to be again to be Islamophobic. Yeah, yeah. You don't get how that forwards. Yeah. We just say, oh, it's isolated. Mm-hmm. None of this shit is isolated. Yeah. It's all intentional. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a danger in not considering all forms of violence and how they lead to death. Yeah. There's a danger in vilifying Alana Omar. There's a danger in doing that because it leads to things like what happened in New Zealand. Yeah. There's an excellent article written by um an author, I will, I think I wrote her name down. We can link it too. I'm going to link it, but her name is Sahar Gumkor, and she wrote in Al Jazeera uh, following the massacre 
in New Zealand about the it's called the hypocrisy the hypocrisy of New Zealand's this is not us claim and by this is not us that was the prime minister white lady of New Zealand saying you know we were targeted because we're not a country of hate and that's why but the article goes on to talk about New Zealand's super Islamophobic xenophobic and anti-immigrant stance that helped precipitate and foster this type of violence and this type of white supremacist violence and rhetoric. Mm-hmm. So the, that's that's the same thing. It's also like you made a good point. Like we're not we're talking about telling people, okay, let's vote, let's vote, let's get people who look like us in here, let's celebrate somebody being um, sworn in to Congress on a, a Quran, let's vote, and then we're quick to be like, y'all are anti-Semitic. Yeah, and you sent and to denounce them, and you centered the white passing Latinx person. That's the person that centered. Yes, you want to talk about her policies, the Green New Deal. I hear about literally every single day, mm-hmm. but I don't hear nothing about Alan Omar. Why yep. didn't we have a town hall about Alan Omar's feelings about Israel? Why Is that not a conversation it? that we get to have as a country, United States? We talk about every other country. Why is it that we cannot have that conversation? And why wasn't she invited to South by Southwest? I mean, South by Southwest is racist. Yeah. So anybody who has ever worked with or for or been in conversation with South by Southwest, it's I as a person who has, they're racist. And they have a very difficult time inside of a place like Austin. Even people who are local to Austin are like, that's not really a place that you go to have progressive or forward think radical, quote unquote radical, those mm-hmm. words again, conversations. But what you see at South by Southwest is a huge dearth of black and brown people. Yeah. You really don't see that. Um, so the people that you do see are the ones who are more palatable and more acceptable, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who, because of her light skin privilege, and pretty privilege is put yes. on a national stage and who's somebody where you're talking about, okay, distancing yourself from Trump, policing somebody, cause somebody called somebody. She was talking about a moron in the audience at the, town, town, at the hall. town hall. Like you police a name language talking about that's the difference between me and Trump, but you and Trump both indicting Alan Omar in you in a roundabout way. Yes. In a way that's like, I really, um, yeah. Like, not standing up for this person so when we are are people in this country we're supposed to vote we're supposed to be it's just so fucked it just makes me upset like it's like we're supposed to be in a conversation around voting is necessary and policies that we need that are going to be in our interest are going to be put forward by the people who care about us and that is not the case if any of you have been following the conversations of brown reparations and the questions that people have been asked, candidates for the 2020 election, people who are already in public office, when they've been asked about reparations, they say shit like, what is black? And they say, well, I don't think it's going to be nothing to be solved with a check. Mm-hmm. But don't they want a check? How do you run if you don't have, how do you run for the highest office in this country without a check? <laughs> You don't need a check to run for president. Go off. Is that not a problem that if your campaign needs no contribution? Go off. You don't need a plane ticket to go stump in San Francisco in a park? Go off. With all these white people with their fucking hands in the air in the same place where, where people who work for Lyft and all these other tech companies are raising money against homeless people? When San Francisco is one of the places in this country with the highest rates of homelessness? Mm Mm-hmm. But the highest cost, the the most, the least affordable housing market in the country, almost in the world. 
But we supposed to go ahead and go vote. I go back to the voting shit because people were so incensed and they still are. Mm-hmm. Oh, this new person, Pete Buttigieg, like, I really like him. Like, you know, he did this thing in South Bend, Oregon, and he's really changing things. And you ask him about reparations and he's stuttering. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's lit. It's lit tonight. <laughs> Something happened tonight. I hope that they're okay. Yeah. I, I, I think that whiteness... And and don't necessarily quote me on this. I don't know. There's somebody that probably said this before me, but whiteness and white supremacy complicates things. Mm -hmm. So we stay forever confused and Mm -hmm. nothing gets done. Yeah. And that's my experience with politics in this Mm -hmm. country. It's just all nonsense Mm -hmm. because no shade, no tea. There is no argument about, there is no debate about climate change. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. There's no debate about that. Like how you treat the earth is very simple. Mm-hmm. You can't throw plastic in the ocean. You can't throw mm-hmm. oil in the ocean. You can't kill off natural animals. You can't kill them all to eat them all. Mm-hmm. You can't continue to. That's simple. Mm-hmm. That we have whole debates about it is, a, a, in my opinion, a waste of space. Mm-hmm. It's like y'all make stuff so complicated. So you do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Same with reparations. That is not complex. Yeah. Black people were enslaved against their fucking will. Mm-hmm. Give us money for that. That we created. You, you, yep. you should have did it 40 acres and a mule ago and you didn't. Which would be the equivalent, I think, a trillion, uh, the trillion $6. dollars. $6.3 trillion dollars yes, of is what that would be. People. So you, but you Today. didn't do it. Mm-hmm. So the argument that the, that is a debate, mm-hmm. do you think? What is that question? Yeah. How will you be giving reparations yes. to black people? Yes. That's the question. And it's not a question separate from climate change. I don't it's not. get It's not separate, but why are... is that a debate though? Yes. Why isn't that you just become a person, a leader of the country, and you put those things in place? Mm-hmm. Why are we having town halls? Why are we having debates about it? Why is it that this person has different views on climate change and from you? Mm-hmm. Why don't we all have the same goddamn views about climate change? Because you've there's this a whole white supremacy creates all mm-hmm. of this confusion, mm-hmm. so nothing gets done. Yes, and then that's why that's why I beg the question. It's like like you said, these people aren't conservative. They're not liberal. They're no. not red. They're not blue. They bigots. Yeah. So what is the line between conservatism and racism? There's no line. Yeah. So why does that word conservative exist? What could possibly be conservative? On another note. I hear a lot of, even black people have been saying this shit a lot, woke, but in a disparaging way, like, oh, y'all hella woke. Like, what is the alternative to woke? Yeah. What does that mean? Sleep. Erica, what do you, I get that. I have no idea. I I, I, I mean, I think I used woke like three years ago as it was something like, it was cool to aspire to be. I thought it was like a joke, like stay woke. Like, black inside joke, like stay woke. Yeah, if if you went into the bank and the bank didn't give you all your money, you would say to the person, stay woke, Mm -hmm. like get your coin, figure out how you get your money. You know what I mean? Or if somebody bumped you, a white person bumped you in the grocery store Mm -hmm. and didn't say, excuse me, stay woke, like, Mm -hmm. you know, keep, be mindful. Yeah, but also fuck stay woke, be like, hey, you didn't motherfucking say No, 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 but I'm saying that's how it was, yeah. Yes, that's how it was yes, related to me. I'm ready yes, to pop off. I'm I know. Um, but that's how I related to woke. But now wokeness is a problem unless it's coming from a light-skinned, thin, able-bodied, cisgender person that creates albums about Houston. No shade, no tea. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Here we go. Here we go. But anyway, anyway, that's the, that's the thing. And I, that's true, though. 
That's true. It's like, I don't get that. I've even heard people be like, you know, woke is like too, I, you know how like white people on Reddit and 4chan and shit, like racist ones, they, oh, that's another nomen, weird nomenclature saying racist white people. Um, that's, see, it's too simple. Yes, it's like. It's too simple. You gotta say, you gotta make it, you gotta make it complex. That all white they people are conditioned. They have conservative views. But that's my <laughs> thing, is all white people are conditioned to be racist and to be white supremacists yes. from the moment that they come out of their parents. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they'll say shit like social justice warrior, SJW. Mm-hmm. So that's when I started seeing black people using woke disparagingly or as a pejorative thing. Mm-hmm. I got confused because I'm like, well, what the fuck do y'all mean by like woke people are too, they don't want to understand where white people are coming from. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what does it, I'm black. I'm right. not woke. I have no choice. Yes. It's either I continue to advocate on behalf of black liberation or I don't. Yes. I continue to work with even black people and black companies who harm other black people, or I don't. Yeah. I continue to stay, or I try to create in my mind some way to make it make sense for me. I try to rationalize, like, I can work with them. I can work with this company, even, and in, in I can work for a racist, you know, white LGBT, um, LGBT nonprofit. I can work with, you know, GLAD, honoring two cisgender people, like, I can honor all of these fucked up places and still be for black liberation and still stand for black people and still be for rep- be against um, uh, racism. Mm-hmm. I can say rep- reparations are not a good thing or that it, that we need to put money in schools and I can still be the president of this country. I can say African countries are shitholes, yep. countries, and still be the president of this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can be because it's complex and we shouldn't impeach him, Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. We shouldn't impeach him because the Mueller report came out that he was not exonerated, but there was no like pointing evidence that he colluded with Russia. But he said countries were shitholes Mm -hmm. and he didn't get impeached for that. Yes. (laughs) Y'all drive me nuts. And that's and so (laughs) this is the world we live in, y'all. It's like, I wonder some days, do we do we ever sit and we say you know, this is weird. You know what I mean? Like, or do we say, you know, oh, another person is just killed. Mm-hmm. Another black person was just killed. Willie McCoy killed by the Vallejo Police Department in his car asleep. I don't hear no white people starting a massive conversation about that on Twitter. I don't see any conversations about that. I don't hear Glad talking about it. I don't hear a climate change. I don't hear Van Jones talking about it. But even if that's the thing is, even if they do talk about it, that's all that it is. It's now mm-hmm. that it's now that people's deaths are being used as 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 bolstering platforms. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a way to say I care about something that I don't care about mm-hmm. because in my same breath I can say what is black, and I can still have people when when a black person says, you know, maybe we should be critical of Alexandria Ocasio's. Um, platforms and policies because of her blatant anti-blackness and they say well why mm-hmm. they why say that she's critical? not anti-black and neither is bernie sanders they're not anti-black because anti-blackness looks one way yes it looks one way mm. because it's simple but it's all but but folks aren't thinking complex mm. yes <laughs> they're not thinking complex it's like i saw something you know this is how people think, you know, when you in the airport, they play CNN a lot, especially in the morning. And, you know, we don't have TV. Y'all may not know. We don't have a TV. So I don't watch TV. So 
Only when I'm like at my mom's house or something, I see a TV. So I, I saw on the TV and it was like a commercial, this white bald man. And he was like, it was like some CNN bold left-leaning ideas. And then it cut to him being like, what happened when we were united against a common enemy? <laughs> and Erica was like, what common enemy? <laughs> and I also thought, what cop? So that's the way white people think. But that's the way people in power think. Like we have to be united against, it has to be Russia. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've rushed. Oh, Russia, man. Oh, the Russians. Oh, man, the bots. They fuck the bots. Mm-hmm. It has to be an agreed upon enemy. Mm-hmm. It has to be an enemy that you that every that whiteness says is the enemy. Because mm-hmm. black people have always been the enemy, and it has been mm-hmm. an agreed upon enemy. Mm-hmm. Hence, why what's his face who said he walked around trying to find the black person that Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Why he still has a career? Mm-hmm. Because there's an agreed upon enemy. Mm-hmm. Same reason why Joe Biden could even run for presidency mm-hmm. after saying uh, mm-hmm. without with so many words, black people are the enemy back in 1993. Mm-hmm. Like. It's agreed upon. It has to be agreed upon. Um, I'm forgetting his name. George Clooney mm-hmm. and a bunch of other... No, oh. George Clooney uh-huh. said that he's going to protest the um, gay sex rules, which one... Uh, just let y'all know right now, there's no such thing as gay sex. Mm, gay sex it's just rule. sex without it, any orifice. It doesn't matter the orifice. It doesn't matter the gender. Sex is just sex. Okay. But in the country of Brunei, they uh-huh. said that you're, you're, it's punishable by oh, death. Oh, he's boycotting the hotels. And he's boycotting the hotels that yeah. that are owned that by the Sultan by of the, Brunei. Right. Yeah, Brunei is a but monarchy. I'm sorry. There are states more than one in the United States of America that have sodomy laws, mm-hmm. and the sodomy laws are not just for anybody having anal sex. Mm-hmm. That's for gay people. That's mm-hmm. what a sodomy law is. Mm-hmm. It is death. So why aren't you protesting? that i don't know black trans people have been there's a black trans person that was murdered today or they were murdered yesterday and it just came out today mm-hmm. why aren't you protesting that mm-hmm. um what's the girl that's married to wade not wade um, gabrielle union gabrielle union and a bunch of other actors are protests are boycotting having their television shows and movies being shown in the state of georgia because the mm-hmm. governor of georgia is going to pass a horrible abortion law but where were y'all when the governor of Georgia won because of voter suppression? Mm-hmm. Why didn't y'all protest then? Were y'all asleep? Did y'all not watch that? Do y'all not know about what happened in Georgia? Do you not know that a per- Stacey Abrams was about to win and people could not cast their vote? Do you know that? Or is it now that he's about to pass laws that we collectively whiteness can be upset about Mm. that now you want to go forward with it because when people are talking about reparations y'all don't protest that either no you know whiteness does not say that you can protest that but whiteness loves to protest abortion whiteness loves to protest sexual assault Mm -hmm. sexual violence when Mm -hmm. it's at when it's in when it's hitting up Mm -hmm. against whiteness Mm-hmm. Right. You can use Anita Hill and the four, the, the four cases the compare Christine those, Blazy Christine, four, yeah. compare those two and the rage, mm-hmm. right. Anita, Anita Hill, 1500 black people wrote about how it was wrong. What was happening to Anita Hill? Christine Blasey Ford, almost 20 years later, 10 years later, has collected an insurmountable amount of support mm-hmm. behind her. So yeah. we people there are, when, whenever white cis women were attacked, what we have, women's march everywhere. Mm-hmm. 
But black people have been treated like trash in this country for centuries. There was a women's march by black not, people. There was a women's march by black people that Before people completely forget. Yeah. They, they stole. They had to yeah. change the name. Yeah. Originally, it was the, a million, the million women's, women's march. march and they, they changed the, the name. name. So we have to get straight up by what that person say. Um, what happened when we were united? I don't know who he is, but we were united against a common enemy. Yeah, that's white people united against black people. Yeah. That's what you mean? Is that what you mean? Because that's what you're saying. Yeah. Because that's how it was. Yeah. That's how it's always been. But that's been. my thing is like abortion <laughs> is a problem. All of these things are a problem. But is white supremacy the cause of all these suppre- yes. all these repressive laws? Yes. Are, is that not a formidable enough foe? Is that not an enemy worth fighting? No, because that takes away his supremacy? power. That takes away that, that person's power. Both, I'm assuming that person's power is complex. Because race is complex. Because race is complex. And I maybe what that. is white? What is white? Ip? Wow, you know that's just, and I, I guess that's are we just, making sense? I'm a, I'm a t- teacher. I like to check. Out. I'm making. Hey, y'all raise you your making hands. sense? Am I making you sense? making sense to me? Okay. I think I'm just also at a point where it's like, I just I'm inundated with so much violence. Yeah. Um, this de- this episode is actually dedicated to somebody that I knew um, in Oakland, an excellent like world class musician, um, Victor McElhaney, who was shot. Um, near USC um, in LA. And um, I'm just thinking about, you know, and and Victor was a a gun control advocate and and really talked about like eliminating guns in the country, but was also a jazz musician, was was just a crazy drummer, just sickening. Um, And I really don't, I'm not about to intellectualize nobody deaf and I just can't even really talk about it that much because I've just been inundated with a lot of people dying, a lot of people that I know dying. But I, I wonder sometimes, I'm like, the level of black people that die and all the myriad circumstances under which we die, all the almost random circumstances under which we die, like, it's really, like, even, not only is the mortality rate for black um, people who are who give birth high, but it's also high for black babies being born. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. it's like even before you uh, even before, get here, before you really. even get here, even before you get to have a life, yeah, your your likelihood as a black baby is lower than others, or your parent, or your parent, mm-hmm. not knowing the parent. And I wonder why why that isn't norm. Why is that normalized to the point where there's an outcry about a whole other country? Yeah, the Sultan of Brunei. Like that's fucking random as fuck. And y'all not even you're you're protesting someone that doesn't even know what they're talking about. Like y'all are standing on some sort of principle that gay sex is a thing. Mm-hmm. That is not a thing. Mm-hmm. So, but you're gonna protest Beverly Hills Hotel mm-hmm. having some sort of partnership. Mm-hmm. But you're not gonna protest. I don't know every single college in California. Let's just take California mm-hmm. for example, founded on colonization and slavery. Mm-hmm. You're not going to protest that. You're not going to talk about how most of the people in the the colleges in the state of California, most of the black and brown people Mm -hmm. are struggling at those schools. Just the state of California where you live. Struggling due to racism. Right. (laughs) You're not going to protest that. Mm -hmm. You want to protest. White supremacy is all about something. I think we've said this before. White supremacy is all about something you can see. Mm -hmm. It's like I have to see it. I I need proof. I need to believe that it's real. But if I can't a- believe that it's real, if I can't, but if I can contest with it in any way, here comes the complexity, right? Yeah. If I can contest with it in any way, it's mm. not real. Yeah. I need evidence and I need it to be stomp, stomp, like hard evidence. Mm. I need to hear from more than one person. 
It can't just be you saying you experienced racism because maybe it wasn't racist. Don't people do that to you all the time? Gaslight yeah. you? This country yeah. is founded, is the, very skilled at gaslighting. Anytime a black person says, oh, you know, I walked down the street and every white person looked away from me. And when I walked into the store, I tried to buy a coffee and they kind of like threw the sugar at me and I paid and it was a weird experience. And people will literally look at you and say, oh, maybe they were just having a bad day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it takes a thousand black people to go through that same fucking experience for people to be like, oh, this is what, here's the think piece. This is what it's like to walk down the street in New York City in the middle of the afternoon in the Upper East Side. Yeah. That that's what it's, it's colleges like. everywhere though. That's the thing. It's like it's colleges everywhere. It's in the fabric of the institution. But they don't know that. But they don't. They they. It's not that they don't know that. They don't care. So that's my thing. So George Clooney. Does George Clooney know that as Sarah Lawrence, they're protesting because a tenure professor is racist, and they're still allowed to be there. But they wrote an op-ed that the New York Times thought to publish. But when I wanted to publish uh, uh, an op-ed exposing Glisten, I didn't get any mm-hmm. any hits back from them. But that's beside the point. It's just what I'm just being vulnerable. But this is a professor that's real, there. Though. That's real, but again, but that's just, it shows the complicity and in institutional racism that exists and institutional white supremacy that gets put on a pedestal, even though we're so outraged by it via Trump. You're not outraged for it. You give it a pedestal but all that's, the time. Right, but that's my thing. Is you George give it a platform. And Liam, are they like rallying behind the, the, the black and brown students at Sarah Lawrence protesting? No, this nothing. fucking professor, literally, Erica, was like, they, were, uh, they wrote an op-ed and they were like, I'm upset that the administrators at the school allow students to have programming that's not inclusive. They, <laughs> they got upset because there was a liberation summit. And this is a quote. The conference would touch on such progressive topics as liberation spaces on campus, Black Lives Matter and justice for women, as well as for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, asexual, and allied people. As a conservative-leaning professor who has long promoted a diversity of viewpoints among my very liberal faculty colleagues and in my classes, I was taken aback by the college's sponsorship of such a politically lopsided event. Make it make it complex. Make it sound like it's more than what it seems. Most colleges are 77% white, but you don't want to contest with the diversity there. Mm-hmm. You throw in 10% black and that now fulfills the diversity mm-hmm. need. It's a, it's a predominantly white school. Mm-hmm. So they're having a predominantly black event and that's a problem? Yeah. But your predominantly white institution isn't a problem. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Thanks, New York Times, which is a predominantly another predominantly white institution. Yeah sponsoring this yeah. conversation because it's just a opinion it's a diversity of viewpoints it's politically balanced right and that's the thing <laughs> i want people to get y'all think this it, for a lot of people racial and social justice all this shit is a job yeah. all of this shit is a it is a political yeah. leaning it is a way to garner clout it is a way to get accolades this is people's lives yeah uh, alexandria ocasio-cortez yeah this is and everybody Bernie else, everybody else. Bernie, she getting on my fucking nerves because she getting a lot of passes. And even in the beginning, before I even knew much about her, I gave her a pass because I'm like, you a lot next person. I'm going to go ahead and let you rock, let you live. And I took for granted that she was a staffer for Bernie Sanders in the past and is very closely allied with Bernie Sanders, who has been blatantly racist. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but 
under the guise of liberal and Vermont and hippie and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, wolf and wolf's more, clothing. More lingo. more lingo. More lingo that's supposed to mean that you are privilege equals power. And it right. does not mean that. Right. Hippie equals liberal. That right. does not mean that. No. Democrat equals not racist. That absolutely and doesn't just, mean that. But that's my thing. It's like, these is people's lives. Yeah. It's my motherfucking life, nigga. It's not no political, partisan, you know, ideological battle of the minds of the viewpoints. This is people's or lives. Or perspectives. People literally die on a daily basis. People that I know. People that I know, Victor, was only 21 years old was only 21 years old. Like, there's no national outcry about that. But you have one white young person talk about climate change, and now they are nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Mm-hmm. With somebody devoting their life to talking about gu- talking about eliminating guns in this country, dies by gun violence, and there's... Silence. Silence. I think that's just, I just, I feel like it just, this world is like, it's like the person who, the thing that happened in New Zealand and people are like that person in a little manifesto or whatever they left, the murderer, the white person who killed those people in New Zealand said that, you know, oh, subscribe to PewDiePie. And the person PewDiePie is a YouTube gamer who is a white cis man who is extremely racist and known for saying nigger and homophobic things and fag and all of that language. And he was like, I'm sickened that he would use my name. <laughs> how, how? How do people be? And how? how are you still on YouTube? Because they let it exist as an opinion. But if I'm like, this podcast is for all black people. My Instagram is for all black people. My Twitter is for all black people, all black ears, all black everything. I gotta, I gotta still make sure that white people know they can listen to. Yeah. <laughs> The rhetoric is deadly. The rhetoric is deadly and it's all hella connected. Yeah. I don't get how even I even thinking about like the ways in which we as black people receive these sort of lopsided ways of being from white people is like white people can be inside of institutions and can be George Clooney working for predominantly white um, production companies but never once contesting with where are the black people on set why are the production people why isn't the director of photography why isn't the sound mixer why isn't all the people why are these people not black why yeah. is the director not black nobody's contesting no, Brunei. with that Brunei. but we're gonna t- but that's <laughs> but that's my thing is like even i just as a black person i just don't never want to be like that like i never want to be like people are harming black people but i'm gonna find me a motherfucking way to talk to about still, something else. To talk about something else to permit me to work with them. Mm-hmm. Or to permit me to get money from them. Or per- to permit me to get permission from them. Mm-hmm. Or to permit me to get some type of proximity to them. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's... France Fanon talked about the press in, in um, Wretched of the Earth. I, I always come back to that book. I always come back to that book. Um, and he talks about the state offering you binaries, but also talks about the oppressed becoming the oppressor mm-hmm. eventually. And that, I don't know if, like you mentioned to me, like that might be like a binary or like kind of mm-hmm. nuanced Because it's way. one or the other. It's one or the other, but that's the option that the state gives you. Right, which is binaries. Yes, it's mm-hmm. binary. So it's like, I am doing my damnness to be like, I don't understand how this could be so. Mm-hmm. I don't want to believe when people are like, we are, even with Terry Crews, like this is a quick example of being like, 
fuck toxic masculinity, but then saying every family need a man in the household. Mm-hmm. Every child need a father. Mm-hmm. I guess, and it's not woke, it's not intellectual. I just don't understand how those two things coexist well, it's the in same, a human being's mind. Well, it's the same as Jay-Z accepting an NAACP image award and a GLAD award. And GLAD, this is two parts. GLAD honors two straight people mm. who, I, I'm sorry, I know a lot of queer and gay people love Beyonce, but I have never heard Beyonce talk about queerness or gayness, anything like that, or stood for. I've never seen it ever in my life. It's the checks. It's sure, but mm-hmm. I've never seen it. Beyonce just performed at Coachella. People didn't even want to hear that Coachella supports um, anti-gay legislation. Mm-hmm. Homo- like literally has mm-hmm. is com- that the owner of Coachella is committed to queer people dying, but you perform there and you get honored from a racist organization. But anyway. Well, I focus on Jay-Z. Racist queer organization. Glad. Glad. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. So Jay-Z is being honored for these two awards, Mm -hmm. right? Jay-Z hasn't said shit about R. Kelly. Mm -hmm. So how is it that, and did a whole album with him, how is it that you can be honored for these two awards and you haven't said anything Mm -hmm. about your complicity to a whole ass sexual abuser? Mm -hmm. How? How do those two things exist at the same time? And how do all of you thousands of people sit millions. in the audience sit in the audience or watch it on television mm-hmm. so millions not say anything about it either mm-hmm. like I just don't get how folks just get off the hook I don't get it and maybe I'm just supposed to let well, you people, don't get it because let you don't people get off. maybe I'm just supposed to let that's the thing maybe I'm just supposed to let them off the hook but the gag is, is I don't get left off the hook one thing that I say it's like, wait, what? Like, what, Erica? Like, don't, don't say that. Like, no. Because what do you, mean? you exist in a body. You're working that's... with that company. Oh my god! Like, y'all. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like I don't know if you want to share that, but that that really touched me. What you shared about well, how people relate to your body. You don't have to share that on here if you don't want to. How does it connect? The man I, I just don't know how it connects. It connects in the sense that your body is gonna be abused. You are a. Li- when we talk about marginalized, you're marginalized. It's like. The word marginalized because of birds were too. That yes. means I am on the edge of the of the world and I could fall off and people are trying to push me off. Yes. And people, if we think about the margin, the margin is not like a, a, the paper where you just fall off and you on the desk now. It is a cliff. It is death. Yeah. That is what the margin signifies. That is what you are the, on the edge of. And so I think it's important for people to know that people who are marginalized get punished. And there's even levels to that. And I feel like the way that people relate to you and even relate to me, like, I don't want to talk about Afropub, but that's the thing is like, we're not the type of queer person that even other black queer people care about. It's just because we're all inside of that conditioning of like, I have to stay inside of whiteness. I have to center whiteness. I have to have a rationalization because this is how white people do it. George Clooney yes. has a rationalization. Yes. You Sultan of Brunei yeah. deserves to be indicted. But it's not about the Sultan of Brunei. And it's not about the, it's not about Afropunk. It mm-hmm. becomes, how can I get on? Mm-hmm. How can I get some fame out of this? Mm-hmm. Some of our friends and some of the people that still fuck with Afropunk don't have no PR person, but mm-hmm. they think like them. Mm-hmm. So it's like if, if Afropunk puts me on, I got power. Mm-hmm. But calling out the Sultan of Brunei for talking about queer people, that's going to put me on. That's mm-hmm. going to have headlines about me. Mm-hmm. If I talk about the governor of Georgia, mm-hmm. that's going to have headlines about me. Climate change, headlines. 
People love climate change. And mm-hmm. trust me, they are not looking at it in some sort of intersectional way. Mm-hmm. They're not at all. They are not thinking about climate change as it as it impacts to to a great degree black, black and brown, brown people. They yep. are not thinking about they think about recycling and composting. Mm-hmm. They are not thinking about nothing Carbon else emissions and, and the cars. damn ozone layer. Mm-hmm. I, I literally grew up hearing about the ozone layer so much I used to look in the sky and be like, where but is it? But you haven't heard about Hunter's Point, which is was a, for a long time an industrial site in San Francisco where they house and push black people in San Francisco to live. No. Mm-mm. No. Near a whole bunch of pollution. Near no. A and all the pit. flooding that's happening in uh, every place in the United States is native land, but specifically in South Dakota right now, the mm-hmm. massive floods that are happening there. And no one is talking about that. Or in Mozambique. And Mozambique. We're... And no one is talking mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, why are they shithole countries or are they shithole places mm-hmm. we don't care about but then Alan Omar says one thing about to criticize Israel and it's a problem mm-hmm. and to criticize the Israeli regime not even to criticize Jewish not people. even but no, no, call- no 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 not I didn't say Jewish people not one second mm-hmm. I said Israel mm-hmm. because there are also people in Israel who are not Jewish yeah you're right so it's important that we mm-hmm. talk about what we talking about here yeah. and if if Trump if Trump sides with the country of Israel, I thought Trump was the enemy. Mm-hmm. So why are we upset that somebody is talking about a country that Trump sides with? Mm-hmm. How is it that we're, I thought, is Trump good in this moment? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's again, it's like your mixed match politics. Yeah. It's like one second he's shitty, but now we protecting what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Now it's, now it's, it's okay. And to he, protect it, a regime that was found to have murdered innocent protesters just a, a report that just came out yeah. about Israel murdering protesters and murdering innocent Palestinian people in super high numbers last year. But the yeah. report is just coming out this year. Yeah. Just a fraction of the extent of the damage that they've done. Yeah. But that's my thing. That's why I, was, I wanted to point back just to bring it back full circle about the ways in which black people are looked at. Mm-hmm. In the ways in which our bodies are looked at, and you share with me something about how you feel like you're related to, it. and I do feel like it connects to all of this shit. I mean, I have been thinking because people will just dump their stuff on me. So there's been people who will tell me they don't like me, uh, they don't like my what they say is my point of view, which I think connects back to what you were saying ebony it's Mm -hmm. like racial and social justice isn't a point of view Mm -hmm. it's my life Mm -hmm. so it's not my point of view you're telling me that my life doesn't matter Mm -hmm. when you say that it's Mm -hmm. it's that it's not gonna change like it's not gonna shift like that it i'm here for black people because i i am black like Mm -hmm. i also want to get free so people will tell me blatantly they don't like me but then we'll come back, even when they say they don't like me, they tell me why they don't like me, which is like two paragraphs long or an hour long phone call of why they don't like me. That's dumping on me. Mm-hmm. People will message me on Instagram and dump their emotions and things like that. Uh, people in my life will dump their emotions on me. And even in my romantic relationships, when I first met Ebony, I, you know, I was so confused at why he was so interested in me. And why he was so loving and he thought that I was like worthy of attention and care. And I would ask him like, wait, I haven't done anything. Like I haven't done anything yet. And, and I started to think the other day, wow, 
I have been relating to myself and others have been relating to me like a mammy, mm-hmm. like in very like slave um, stereotypes that that's the caretaker. That's the person that takes care of everybody. That's the person that, you know, kind of uh, bows their head at white people and they kind of get along with them and they, you know, do what they say. They don't really push up at all. But and with black people, they're the person that people lean on, mm-hmm. that people go to to cry to. That's the stereotype. It doesn't mean that it's true. And but but I feel like when you when you uh, when you're related to like a mammy, you're desexualized yeah. and you then become the person that people lean on. Mm-hmm. So I've just been thinking about that. And I think it has a lot to do with being a breast cancer survivor. It also has a lot to do with me being brown skin. Um, it has a lot to be do with me being like a small fat person. All of those things come together where when I go out with my friends, I am not the person that's sexualized in that group. I'm the person that the person in the bar or the club or the party is telling me how they're in love with somebody else. I'm listening and now they've fallen in love with me. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's never that, oh, you hella fine. I'm trying to fuck. It's yeah. always, oh my God, I wanted to fuck that person over there, but they don't like me. So like, I'm talking to you about it. And I was so listening. in love with them and I'm listening so intently because I'm so good at that. That's also a function of conditioning. Mm-hmm. I have to be good at it because if I'm yeah. not good at listening, what else am I good at? Right. What, yeah. what else is going to get me people to be attracted to me? So, yeah, I don't know why you wanted me to talk about this. I'm not really sure how it connects per se. I'm sure well, you it just, connect. I just feel like it connects because it's like we... <clears throat> it's all connected. Yeah. It's like the way that we... It's like we're... And you would be the person that it, that would lose opportunities. You're the type of person that yes. is not going to be acceptable for the glad. Yes. It wasn't acceptable or the for NAACP. or the NAACP even. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to be, that's not the person that they want. Mm-mm. They want the person who is going to be oftentimes white skin or white passing or some proximity to whiteness. But even if you're not, they want the Van Jones. They want somebody who's going to go to a conservative, pretty racist and bigoted conference and say like, Oh, the conservatives are getting it right. I'm going to switch sides or, Mm -hmm. you know, my side is not doing well in terms of criminal justice reform. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to, you're going to have somebody like, they want, Van Jones is going to argue with you on Twitter about centering Kim Kardashian. And then you're going to not have other black people stick up for you. Yeah. You're that person. Well, I'm (laughs) that person that contests with the mammy. Mm -hmm. So I speak out. Mm -hmm. So there's, you can't, you want to relate to me as mammy. You want to continue to put me in that position where I'm just supposed to be this nice um, mm-hmm. disability porn kind of image. Mm-hmm. But then once I start speaking and calling things out, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. That's a wild card. Mm-hmm. We're not going with that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I am, I am pushing up against this idea that I'm just a mammy, that mm-hmm. I'm just going to be some sort of caretaker to the world. You're also, you're also bumping up against this idea that just because something looks like it's for black people or somebody yes. appears to be for black people, even a black person, yeah, that that I'm just supposed to accept that unquestioningly. Yeah, and I think that's why you have. You just have, it's just so much permission that people get to do whatever they want to do on tops of the black, the backs of black people. But when black people dare or deign to speak out about that, it doesn't fit inside of the, the, the political leanings 
leftist, radical, progress. It doesn't fit inside of that neatly. Yeah. It doesn't do a good job of espousing some type of view, whether that be leftist or right wing. Yes. You know what I mean? It doesn't, because if it did, well, because it, it just, it makes people realize all that shit isn't real. Yeah. It's just not real. And I know people want to vote to make it real. Yeah. You want it to be real, but you have people like Van Jones applauding right wing, quote unquote, individuals for criminal justice reform in places where black people are still in cages. Yeah. You, you have that as a thing and people are happy about it. He hasn't lost any opportunities for it. Yeah. Nothing has, nothing has moved. Yeah. That is entrenched that power, that proximity to power. And black people will try a lot of times to put themselves near that proximity in order to survive. And I think I'm at the point where it's like, I just don't know what to do. I don't know if my survival is going to be hinged on whether white people like me, but for a long time in my life it was. Yes. So whether I had the, the notion like you did or the thought like, damn, like, let me push up against this. Like, for me, it was just like, it's just the way it's going to be because that's how I get on. Yeah. That's how, that's who I got to align myself with. Yeah. I actually went, I don't know if people know this, but I did go to UCLA. UCLA and USC is a part of, um, in a school that's been indicted in the college scam. So, mm-hmm. um, the college scams are pretty much like all these famous white people and even non-famous, rich, wealthy, super affluent white people Everybody just now finding out, just with the example of these two schools, <laughs> that white and Harvard and Yale and all these other places, these Ivy Leagues, that white people would pay to have their children entered into the school. Um, meaning they have test scores plagiarized. They have tests. People take tests like SAT and ACT for them. They correct and mm-hmm. change the answers. Um, it's like a whole big, big old long um, ring, like fraud, scam ring. Um, but I went to UCLA and in my first year in 2008, we had a member of the admissions committee resign because they said that UCLA in 2008 let too many black people in. So that was like my first three or four days at school. And that was the messaging that I got, which was that y'all are niggers and y'all don't deserve to be at this school. Um, and that is how the next four or five years mm-hmm. went. That's the messaging that mm-hmm. I got in the classroom as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but in so many words and with so much rhetoric and language and jargon um, that you're hella unwanted. Even in the numbers, like UCLA, when I went, there was only 2.5% black people. UCLA is a school of 33,000. Um, yep. all together so it's a very large school it's a public university and the numbers for in LA a place where there are a lot of black people um, just the numbers weren't there mm-hmm. um, but I learned very quickly very early on that you gotta you either talking about it or you're just in it yeah and it's just happening to you yeah um, or you gotta talk about it in a way that's gonna be acceptable to white people cause now but back in those days we just didn't have we didn't have woke. We didn't have even a lot of language around. I don't even remember saying social justice. But none of those words matter. No, and they every don't. every student that we talk to at a predominantly white institution, every black or brown student t- sells us the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Is that it sucks here? Mm-hmm. 
and I hate it, and they hate me being here. Yeah. Um, and that's from faculty administrators on, and then you'll have administrators, white people, faculty members, and they'll say, you know, all the X, Y, and Z has happened to the students, and, you know, there's been racist things written on the bathrooms, and, you know, there have been hate crimes, and there's been sexual assaults here, and we really just, you know, we want people to know about that, and I'm just like, and we think the students need to rise up and all this shit, and I'm like, but you work here. I'm going to read to you um, a passage from the book Ebony and Ivy by Craig Stephen Wilder. Um, Race, Slavery, and the Troubled History of America's Universities is an excellent book. Um, And this is talking about um, 1817, and you're going to hear how time has not much changed. The presidents of Connecticut's colleges and universities led one of the most extreme branches of the American Colonization Society founded in 1817 to transplant free black people outside the United States. New England's colonizationists cast African-Americans as a threat to democracy and social order, encouraged campaigns to halt the development of free black communities, and even destroyed schools for African-American children. They silenced debate about slavery and vehemently attacked abolitionism as the cause of political tensions between the slave and free states. What's that sound like? (laughs) That don't sound like now. Somebody said, was I dreaming this? I woke up the other night (laughs) and went to the bathroom and was like, that conference is not diverse. (laughs) And Ebony was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I'm talking about the conference. I was literally talking in my sleep and walking. You need a vacation. But I don't know if I I need a vacation fast. I don't know if I dreamt this or if it was real. I don't know. It was um, James Baldwin was speaking to a university and he was saying, I'm going to relate to what I'm saying. as I'm going to relate to living in this country as being on the plantation and how none of us are free. No black person is free. The plantation has just changed shape. Mm-hmm. And that's what that passage reminds me of, because that's how they relate to black people now. They don't and black history. They don't talk about slavery in most of these schools. You get a Eurocentric curriculum Mm -hmm. and any sort of black intellectual that wants to have these conversations or have conversations about abolition, about tearing down the structure, about getting rid of the institution or exposing the institution for who it is. They literally get smack down to the point where they can't even focus on their studies. Mm-hmm. Even their very existence in the school is a threat to the institution. Hence why at a place like UCLA, there'd be 2.5% black people. That's not random. That's intentional. Yes. And I think that that excerpt is just so eye opening that shit has not changed. No. And that you could, that you could lie to get into a school and it's not coming out until 2019. Even, White people mm-hmm. have been lying to get into schools mm-hmm. for centuries. Yes. There again, here we go. Full circle. White privilege is not white privilege. It is white power. And that's how most of y'all have gotten into these schools, just on the basis of your whiteness Mm -hmm. and nothing else. That's how your parents have been able to have the money to afford for you to go to school. If you haven't had the money to afford to go to school, your whiteness got you in. Mm -hmm. It got you in. And your whiteness protects you when you're in South Central where you get yep. us and you're able to walk around freely without the threat of violence yeah. to your body. Or, the, or just any school. You're in the middle yeah. of Montana. You're in South Carolina. You're in North Carolina. You're in Louisiana. You're walking around school campus and you are not impacted. People are not writing shit on the walls about you. Mm-hmm. People are not trying to kick you out of the school just because you called out a racist professor. Yeah. You do not have to find time in your busy schedule to protest the school. 
Yeah. Maybe you should, but it's not a have to for you. Yeah. It doesn't live in your body like you must. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm all for language. I'm all for language. I think, excuse me, I'm all for language. I'm all for language. I think that, you know, words can create reality. They help shape reality and they help, help make sense of things. But I do, but I do think <laughs> that we need to investigate how we protect whiteness through language and how yes. not just that black people or people of color protect whiteness, but white people absolutely positively protect whiteness because, hey, if something's been working out for you for centuries, why would you change it? Yep. If something has been literally ensuring that you can have a successful birth or the likelihood of you have a successful birth and and life, you know, why would you want to rock that boat? Yeah. Um and and that's that's the thing is that white people don't understand the and and really don't care about how white supremacy literally undermines every other sort of ideology that they have whether mm-hmm. you're democratic so I don't give a fuck blue new deal green new deal it's <laughs> all for white girl. people <laughs> and I don't care who wrote it yep um and I think that's just the, that's just the thing it's like what's happening at Sarah Lawrence and and with this professor and all these people talking all about their concern, it's neither extraordinary it's not unprecedented it's not, you know, Trump, it's not the t- first time that mother- a white cis man has killed hella fucking people for no apparent reason. And Trump has been cited as an, a direct inspiration for terroristic violence. That's not and the first And he's still time. the president. And he is still the president. The people that y'all motherfucking vote for. Last thing I'm going to say about voting is that if you look at the numbers of the people who are in Congress, look at how long they've been there. You say, oh, the policies can help change things and help impact people's life. Great. And I also want you to look at the great job security that it is to be continued to be voted into office. Mm-hmm. To win an election, it means money in a person's pocket. Okay? That means that they get to buy more kids, uh, their, you know, progenitors, their, their, their offspring or whatever the fuck, going to these schools. I mean, it's just... It's hella crazy. It's hella yeah. crazy that people live, get to live inside of red and blue. You get to live inside of colors. You get, I'm in a red state. I'm mm-hmm. in a blue state. I'm in a dot of blue. Yeah. That's so great. That's so great that people get to have that option. But this is black people's lives. It's black people's lives. Um, and I think we're out of time now. Yes. But I did just, I just want to, yeah, this is hella irritating. And sometimes I feel like it makes you, it makes me a little stir crazy. It does. That's why I feel like you have to take a break. Me and you, we have to do self-care. We can't get caught up in the swirl so much. And we can't do super long podcasts belaboring on because it's not just that we talk about this when we have a podcast. We literally talk about this all the time. So sometimes we have to zone out and watch Housewives of Atlanta or HGTV. Or have kissing sessions. It does. It helps. I mean, it helps. But at the same time, babe, it's like you, we live in this world. And I think I, I'm trying to, I don't want to intellect. I can't. It's like that. Maybe that's an exercise. That's some people self care. It's to think, piece it out and to, to intellectualize about the, the, the crisis point that is this country. Yeah. That's my self care sometimes. Yeah. And that's, that's great. But then when you get on and you you go do your self-care and you're sitting down and you turn on the tube as part of your self-care, you go to The View and you got people on there, you know, talking nonsense about this world. Like, it's all about 
red uh, and blue. The, and- the, the Democrats and Republicans are, or the Russia probe and people are so excited to be in some conversation other than the one about them fucking selves and how they're complicit yes. in people's deaths. Yes. Nobody wants to talk about it. People want to talk semantics. Yep. It's just like people want to, everything is a movie. Everything is a fucking trap song. Mm-hmm. But when niggas really be about that shit, it's, it goes away. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden we need, it's complex. Oh, let me figure out. Well, mm-hmm. You know, not exonerated, but not get it. What? All, it right. Just, so I, I do love y'all and I do want y'all to take care of yourselves. Please. You Can know? y'all tell everybody's been watching the view hella much? Cause we've been on tour and I love the view. I hate that show. <laughs> he I hates hate it, watching I, all that shit. He has I to watch it. Cause I'll be watching it. Hate television. All he I've hates television. Doing my baby needs my a break and plan. maybe you should play with the plants a little bit. No, I'm going to play with my guitar. And that's Good. all I care about these. I hope y'all sometimes. are doing some self care. When you listen to us, tell us how y'all are self caring. Mm-hmm. We want to know how you're taking care of yourselves, how you take care of your spirit, mm-hmm. because it's important that you just be good to your spirit mm-hmm. um in a world that's really hard i saw something some meme people love memes that was like softness is not a bad thing you have to you know it's really hard to maintain softness in a world that sucks that's a word mm-hmm. i also want people to be ganged up and i want people to be around each other and i really mm-hmm. want people especially black people to be in community with each other and to be super down and supportive of black people because it's not cute it's not chic to support black people it's not chic to be in relationship with other black people you know there's going to be with racial reconciliation films and rhetoric and propaganda there's also going to be this idea that black people being together is not something that people want to see on tv you're going to see hella commercials and they all interracial couples you're not you're going to be wondering i didn't really see that before but now i didn't see any black people but now i got to see black people but they got to be coupled with white people in order for it to be palatable but that's the thing is like i need i just want us to be together i just had these hope tip hot hot what is these? Well, I say my hotep pipe dreams of just all a big black orgy of life and love and just oh my nobody, God. and that we eschew homophobia and transphobia and we don't say stupid shit like Terry Crews said. We just, yeah, I'm out here. I'm support, out here. support black people and because hella black people watch this and I think it's important listen to this mm-hmm. and I think it's important that inside of an intercommunal conversation it's sometimes it, you, we can't root for everybody black mm-hmm. like I'm not rooting for Terry Crews or Kanye West or I'm not rooting for them I'm rooting for them to get well and for them to go back to a mm-hmm. book and read a book and to decolonize their minds but I'm not necessarily rooting for somebody that's homophobic and committed to my demise or is not willing to see my relationship or not willing to use my yeah. partner or my own pronouns I think we have to be particular in the ways or somebody that's really just interested in of of us all coming together because black people say that shit too and while Mm -hmm. we don't have the power to execute that when we're talking about Mm -hmm. coming together in community and i'm tired of i'm tired babe so don't go off Mm -hmm. i know you're trying to go to 145 but (laughs) i'm just saying that i think we just have to be particular some we have to consider where folks are coming from because the we gotta just love each other conversation in black communities kind of not has to cease we just have to be a little bit more particular i think and maybe that's my jaded soul i don't know i'm i'm still rooting for everybody black what i'm not rooting for is rhetoric i'm rooting for people really standing in that if you root for everybody black niggas can't be transphobic and all the but these are bigger larger intercommunal conversations that need to have i'm down for black people to be having more conversations what i'm not down for is white people being like everything's a fucking conversation while people dying and they know exactly what the fuck they need to do to give up power i'm tired of rhetoric that's what i'm not rooting for 
I love y'all. We love y'all. It's Thank April y'all for listening. Day. It's Listen April Fool's Day. Give us a joke, babe. I don't have no. Why did um? Oh, you forget this. Why did? Why was six afraid of seven? Because eight. Because six, eight, seven. Because <laughs> seven, eight, nine. See you guys later. No, see y'all later. Let me transform my language. Mm-hmm. See y'all later. We love you. Thank you for listening. Tune back in probably the end of April. Well, we'll have another one. We're going to get our lives. We've been touring. Don't so. All right. But yeah, we're going to be on tour too. So y'all could catch us in Louisiana at Tulane. You can catch oh, us at shoot. the I University of up. Pennsylvania. I'm going to put all the dates in my um, Instagram. You can catch us in Los Angeles next week on Saturday, April 6th for the Black Vision Conference. Black folks in the Los Angeles area slide on through. Um, y'all can really just catch us um, in a lot of different places. We'll be in Wisconsin, even Cheeseland. We'll Cheese be in all land. these motherfucking places. We love meeting black people in these places. Every time we see each other, you and me must never part when we be in these white areas. Love you. Love y'all. Blues, blues, I got news, boo. Niggas out here feeling boo, boo. We got bamboozled. 40 acres and a mule, no. You ain't getting mad. Meantime, get on food stamps just to get them back. Everybody like he pro black. He anti white. Nah, bitch. I'm an antibody on a lunch break. J. Cole made born center. This ain't dice. Ain't in the meantime. Let's get saucy off some cabinet. Jail break a five stick so we could bend that Issa Ray. Then show me your best in person. Of some Lisa Ray. We just need some ooey. We've been so overwhelmed. We trying to save everything. Even saving ourselves. We just need ooey. We've been overwhelmed. We trying to save everything. We even save ourselves.